And once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. Been in the book of Joshua. We took an Old Testament story here and sort of bring it, sort of brought it up and look at it in light of the New Testament here. Uh, if you haven't picked up our program as yet, we have the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 2. Moses has died. Joshua is at the helm. The children of Israel is coming out of that old desert now. They've come into the land of Canaan, the land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To be able to do that, the enemies of God had settled in in the land. So the children of Israel are going to have to run them out. So what Joshua does, he sends a couple of spies. Oh, they cross Jordan, first big city, Jericho. They go into Jericho and come to find out there was a woman that was there that sort of housed them and helped them to see the status of the city and what people were thinking about. And she said something like this uh, to these two spies. Oh, we heard we have heard, they said, we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you. Now, how'd she hear that? <laughs> that was 40 years ago. F 40 years ago, we heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea and how now that the king of the Amorites, you know, they wouldn't let you go through. We think about uh, uh, Sihon and Og, which he utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man. Who you scared us to death. We have heard that these people... Uh, we think about uh, these people, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the hundreds and thousands of them, they're coming our way, and we're scared, you know. Our hearts did melt. We have heard, we have heard, we have heard. And boy, when they heard about what God was doing with these people, it put the fear of God in them. Now, in light of that, we think about the New Testament. What represents the power of God in the New Testament? Now, I know we talk about individual believers, and God can use you as an individual. But God chooses. We think about, as we look into the, the New Testament, man by the name of the Apostle Paul went all over Asia Minor establishing Bible-believing, Bible-preaching churches. And as far as these churches are concerned, let me make a statement. I believe we think about the local church as, as, as believers get together. I believe they should represent the very power of God. And I think as the world looks upon these churches, it ought to produce the fear of God. Now, nowadays, it's almost the opposite. Sometimes people laugh. They talk about a certain church. <laughs> they laugh because of something took place there that was bad, something immoral, you know. As far as, as far as a local church, I believe with all my heart what they should represent is the very power of God. And when people drive by a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, it ought to put the fear of God in them. You said... Like, what are you talking about? Not necessarily that it's just a beautiful facility. That's not going to help people. Not that they've got a paved parking lot. That's not going to help people. Not that they've got a high steeple. That's not going to produce the fear of God. What's going to produce the fear of God? By knowing. So people are saying, if you go into that church, what they're going to do? They're going to pull out the Bible. And as for, if you go in there, my friend... Some people has even visited the church here in Bon Secure. They said they even sing songs about the Bible. They even sing some scripture songs, some songs that are just right out of the book of Psalms. And it's not long if they're teaching. So you've got a Sunday school class. Somebody's going to say, uh, take your Bible. It's not long before the preacher. All right. They have some good singing, some good specials. The preacher going to say, take your Bi Bible, Bible, Bible. People have said that about our work here. Bible, Bible. He said, it just scares me to death. That's the way it should be. 
a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church should. It should be as Rahab said. We have heard. He said, as soon as we had heard, our hearts did melt. If you go down to that church, you're going to come face to face with the Bible. And of course, here at the Fisherman Baptist Church also, we even tell you what kind of Bible. We use the old Bible. We use the old hymn books. We use the old Bible. We think about the old old King James. You know, I've heard people tell me something like that. Just It kind of scares me when I hear that. Uh, when you begin to read out of that Bible, it's just, it's not like the new Bibles today. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like we hear God talking. I like that. What are you saying? Bible-believing, Bible-preaching churches, as people go by them, we think about the lost world. It should be as it was in the days of Joshua, Joshua chapter 2. As they go by, as they hear about this work, it should produce the fear of God because that local church is to represent the very power of God. Now until tomorrow, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.